0: 10, 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 0. Come on come on come on how you wanna call yak a, a patron brunch with the boys we gon' get you what you want and what you
1: don't know we about to put you on Come on, come on, come on. How you want it, Cardiac or Patron? Brunch with the boys, we gon' give you what you want. And what you don't know, we about to put you on. Yes, we are the trending topic. Your relationship profits. Brunch with the boys, we the hottest. Brunch with the boys, we the
2: hottest. What's going on? It's your boy King Des here. Another episode of Brunch with the Boys. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing Jeez-y.
1: today? easy what's good, everybody?
0: It's Mr. Gent, and you don't want no problems.
2: Yeah. How can you cry and simultaneously say you don't want no problems? Is that was, it? Sounds sounds like, like a crying. Because you got all of them. Sounds like you uh, got finish, a lot of
0: problems. Fi- finish eating your kale and yep. Brussels
2: sprouts and kale, spinach, Brussels sprouts, black and blackened chicken. Get some. Yeah, Where's that from, good. though? Where is this from? Yeah. Fresh, Fresh yeah. Kitchen, baby. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, hey, out yeah, Fresh yeah. Kitchen. Shout out to Fresh Kitchen. This ain't sponsored, so if y'all want your name, shouted out. Y'all can give me some free meals or something. I know. That's all it's about for His you as big ass us. don't need it, but yes, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so listen, we getting into it today, y'all. We getting into problems every couple will inevitably face. I thought this was an, interest, an interesting topic because, hell, if it's inevitable... We might as well talk about it. Right. Everybody should be handling it. eventually, right? You know what I mean? Well, not everyone, because some of y'all ladies, you can't find a man. And, you know, <laughs> we understand. And listen, there's some of you fellas out there that can't find a hoe either. Um, go uglier. You, She's there. She's available, I assure you. Um, uh-huh. Stop aiming so high. Don't even aim at your level, fellas. Um, okay, I just want to throw that out there real quick. But um, the first problem that every couple will inevitably face is you will learn that your partner can't really be your everything. And I thought this was the most important, really, because when you get with someone, your first thought is, you're my everything. Why choose one person if you aren't getting everything from them? Safe to say?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think every Every man or woman in a relationship is if they're going to be with someone long term or they're selecting that person to be not their boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, or eventually that ultimate goal of marriage, you want that person to be everything. I think that's almost like a prerequisite for you to even take it to that next step. And
1: they listed everything to be soulmates, BFFs, uh, a a sounding board, uh, financial and career advisors sexual partners and parenting partners i mean that's a lot it's a
2: lot of hats to wear yeah yeah but i think i think that's ideal i think if uh i think if you can find that then you can you can strive towards that that's even if you fall short i think i think you're you're pretty close to perfection at least as far as what you want in a relationship
1: and and i talked about this earlier with someone and one of the things that you just said stands out it's ultimately it's ultimately that you just strive to achieve these. It's not that you're necessarily going to hit on all marks. But, I mean, man, this is a lot of things when you really think about it. This sort of relationship is almost contractual. Like, that's a lot of responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah, you sit there and think
0: about it, though. But the reality is uh, that trite, cliche expression of the 80-20 rule, you got to try to find someone who can meet 80% of you know, those wants, desires, needs, because uh, no one's going to be everything. And you got to be comfortable with that 80%. And that 20%, percent you got to chalk it up to the human factor. It's as simple as that. If you can be all right with that, I think you could be prosperous. To your point, the focus needs to truly be on, is that person going to continue to try as hard as they possibly can to be your everything? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't expect that. For them to be 100% your everything. You agree, Dez?
2: Yeah, I definitely think. I definitely agree. I mean, no, I definitely agree. I, I think what's important to some people may not be necessarily important to others. So I think the, the way you got to navigate relationships sometimes is you have to find out what are the four or five most important things I cannot do without in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And have that be your foundation. And so everything else you get, it's almost like icing on the cake. you just trying to motherfucker that can give you the, the most icing. But meet those foundational requirements, and I think you set yourself up for at least somebody you're compatible with, at the very least.
0: And I think that's the biggest trap and downfall in a relationship. And I think it takes time, and you got to just grow up a little bit and realize that it's a fairy tale to be 100%. And if you're going to constantly think about trying to have your mate to be 100%, you're never going to be happy. You're going to be a frog leaping from every lily pad to another lily pad and it's going to be a never-ending story. You're just going to be chasing dreams. And that's a hard life to live, and, bro. And
1: one of the things they said in the article were, was that all of these needs need to be addressed by a variety of people, including yourself. So some of these things aren't on your partner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you can seek financial advice and career advice from other people, you don't need to go to your spouse about that. You know what I mean? Who are the Who the hell are they, anyways? You know what I mean? <laughs> that That being said, you might you know get a little bit better advice elsewhere. But even a sounding board that doesn't always have to be a wife. But you know? I think I think they need to be interested.
0: They got to put enough energy that you feel like they're you know they're being supportive in some way, shape, or form. So if you're not good at that. Don't feel like, okay, I'm not good at that, so I'm just going to be a void when he comes or she comes and is looking for someone to, you know, give an opinion, give some commentary or whatever. You have to have at least that energy and that care that
1: you feel like that person gives a fuck about you. That's the truth. Okay, so an example of one of the things that they used was just an introvert being with an extrovert. In that case, you know, the introvert wanting to be at home often and, and stay in, you have to fulfill your need for extroversion through other people, hanging out with your homies and what have you. But one of the problems with this to me is sometimes this can create a disconnect in the relationship. And, you know, it's okay to be different, but when you're, those differences start to get start to impede on your needs... You know what I mean? It it, it can really hurt the relationship. Well, what's the point of being in a
0: relationship when you on one side of the spectrum and the other person's on the other side of that spectrum? Agree. I mean, you are gonna create that dysfunction out the gate. Why the fuck are y'all together? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if I want to be out at the club and dancing and chilling and and vibing, and all you want to do is is snuggle and watch Netflix every weekend, then we're what's what's our middle ground? What's our middle ground?
2: Applebee's. I mean, I'm just saying, maybe you have other things in common. Two for 20s.
1: You, you always talk about it. You can have other things in common that base your relationship, that are your foundation. But
0: that's a huge one, though. For example, I mean, if you like to be out and about and you're active and you're energetic and the person that you're with is sluggish and and prefers to just always chill in a singular spot you don't have to be lethargic to be an introvert to that point you're going to get your energy being alone basically introverts get their energy being alone extroverts get their energy around people so if we have Two different sources of how we get our energy. Mm-hmm. What's our middle ground, though? Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to come to the club with me sometimes? She mm-hmm. don't want to.
1: And I mm-hmm. think when you're right. an introvert in a relationship, it's different than just being an introvert. So she's gaining energy from being from not being alone. It's when she's with you. So it's one thing. It's just about her not wanting to go and kick it in that environment. But when it's you, she's she is more open. And she is different. And she is sharing. So it's a, more about what you two have going on versus what's going on Outside of your relationship, if that makes any sense, she she's okay with you going out with your friends every weekend, yada yada, because she knows once you guys come home, it's you time, and and that's what you guys have, and that's what's important, and all the other stuff. Just like you wouldn't care if she's at home making goddamn breeding frogs and shit. You know what I am saying? I don't know why she do that, but people do that shit. So again. Are you wrong because, you you know, you, you just you're not interested in that and you get both have your interest and do what you do. But what you do share,
2: you enjoy and it's bonding. I think it depends on we're, we're talking independent spectrums, right? and It depends on where you are on the spectrum, because here's the thing. It's cool that she's more introverted, but she's OK with you going out and having fun with your friends and all that stuff. But when I'm not with my friends and I'm with you and I want to do some extroverted shit. Are you going to be down or are you not going to be down? I'm sure. And and the bottom line is, to your point, some folks inside or outside of that relationship are going to be so introverted that you're not going to get them to to leave that bubble. To Jeezy's point, though, some folks, it depends on that relationship and their role in that relationship. So I think you kind of got to decide when you're choosing the right person for you if that's something that is going to hinder your enjoyment in that relationship. I guess
0: there is levels to this shit, but she better create like a velvet rope At the at the house, man. Put on some music and put on a club dress and drop it down low, Tatiana. You know what I'm saying? Like it got to be
1: like that. I don't think I need that. I think if I can, you know, when we want to go see a movie, you know, if there's a, a a special concert or maybe a sporting event, and she'll come out for that, which I'm sure she will. God damn, I didn't. I said she was an introvert. She's not a goddamn Mormon. Like she, you know what I mean? She leaves the house and shit. Mormon's leave the house
2: too. She's not a hermit.
1: Hermit. Yeah, Yeah. I'll take that. I stand corrected. My bad. My (laughs) My bad, Mormon. You know what I mean? But my point of the matter is with that in effect, when it comes to other things that she doesn't care so much for, VIP in the club, yada yada, she she never hinders you, nigga. She, She irons your outfit, man. And sends you out looking right, and gives some money and all. If and she, and she puts some money in my pocket, I guess. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's all good for her. It's just it's something that she doesn't share.
2: I, I think, think you. Gave, I think you gave a. Quali- I think you gave a qualifying example though, in which which kind of defeats the need for the conversation. If you pick a girl who is okay going to going out with you to special concerts and sporting events, then you ain't got no damn yeah. issue. Yeah, like that's right. You, that's you yeah. know what I'm saying? We're we're talking about the girls who. Are not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And how that and how that's going to play in your relationship or somebody who is an extrovert, their relationship with that person. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you said yeah, I would imagine she would. Well, you imagine a lot because there's motherfuckers <laughs> that don't like going out <laughs> in the public and like large events with lots of people. Yeah. No. You
1: know no. I mean? the, the, somewhere there's a husband. Who imagines she should get that pussy tonight. But (laughs) nigga, we both know you ain't. (laughs) True. Go ahead and grab that lube out of your nightstand. Ain't nothing
2: wrong with that. You You please yourself tonight.
1: Mm -hmm. Self-love. This one's interesting. Uh, Your phone will come between you and your partner. What I found is that it's not necessarily in the form of infidelity, which we'll get to a bit later, but mm-hmm. more from the perspective of your undivided attention. And I Agreed. think we're so caught up in our phone, especially these days where, you know, we I, on IG snapping and social media, uh, work email because yeah. everything is digital. So, you right. you know, you're working virtually and all that there. So. I'm
0: super guilty of being so attached to work that I'm not too far from my device. So... And that's a big thing for me that I had to realize that when you're with someone that you need to be able to be cognizant enough to put that phone away and shut off for a little bit. But it's very hard, especially if you're a very driven, ambitious person, it's very hard to stay away from your device. But what I will say is there's there's other pieces of it. Another issue might be you call this person and you can't get them or you text them and you don't get a text back and the communication might be delayed by an hour, two hours. And you starting to feel like, dang, you can't pick up a phone. You can't text me back. Sounds personal. I mean, right no, here. no, I'm just being, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like that could be a situation where, you know, your devices
1: is, is a big what's the, means of communication. What's the limit on that uh, a time limit as far as the text message goes? Because to me, this is, I heard something Chris Rock said years ago. Maybe it wasn't that many years ago. Maybe a year ago. But he said something about why relationships and marriages worked so well back in the days because there weren't cell phones. So when you left for work, it was i'll see you later bitch and i don't see you until later there's no <laughs> constant checkups in between hey how was your morning coffee oh did you take that walk that you always take at 1022 you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like so you're getting these play by play updates and you're not really getting a chance to miss each other so when you get home you they used to ask how was your day and it was a legitimate question now it's almost a joke and rhetorical when they ask now bitch we don't talk six times today you know how my day was if if you, I mean, if it's at that level, but
0: I guess I can see that aspect of it. But in these times and days, communication is so effortless because it's at your fingertips to be
1: able to say, man, you couldn't do that. Who says you're supposed to be that readily available? Why can't you say, hey, I got a busy day today. I'll talk to you when I get off. Is that feasible? Unless it's an okay, emergency. So do you you wouldn't like. A random
0: text in the middle of the day saying I'm thinking about no, you. No,
1: I'm not saying I don't like. You know what? I do like that, and okay. and and I will give that text. But what I don't need is a response within any certain amount of time for it to be for there to be no issues. Do let you me know just what I'm let me just tell you if I, because if, I wasn't busy, but that doesn't mean you weren't. Okay, but if I text
0: if I text a chicken, I say I'm thinking of you, and I sent that at 10 a.m. and she hit me back at five. Me too.
2: Come on, man. Of course, well, I, mean, I got to disagree. I sensitive ass nigga. Yeah, you boy. are sensitive. God, Let me tell you something God, because huh, I, I, have, I have absolutely gotten text messages from loved ones, you know, my mom my, bro- and my brother, anybody. I might get it at 10, 10, 30, and I'm busy. I'm like, oh, man, I got to hit him back. And by the time I get used to doing my thing, I'm in my car. It's 530. And I'm like, oh, crap. I ain't hit him back yet. Well, I but then back you I do. Home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So by the time I get home, it's 6, 6, 15. I'm yeah. hitting you back. It wasn't like I saw your shit I was like, yeah, fuck you, nigga. I ain't writing back. I had shit going on. And, and, I was and ex- if it work. didn't say
1: emergency 911, you right. knew you could get to them later. And you did that. Right. You right. gave right. them that respect and that care. So to me, it's about respecting that person's time the way you want yours respected. A lot of motherfuckers want you to respect their time all while not respecting theirs. And you can't ask for that and say, hey, I'm at work doing my thing, and you know what I do, and you know how busy I am. So it should be expected and understood all while because you don't think I should be as busy as I appear to be today or, or often, then it, it goes by what you but say. But let me just
0: tell you, you used a specific word, and the word was expect. So the only thing that I will say on that is if you set the expectation that this is what it is, then... Everyone should fall in line. But if you don't set that expectation and you don't have that communication, of course that your phone is going to be a main issue in your relationship if you never had that conversation. So no expectations were set. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, I don't see how that. uh, Yes. If you don't have to talk about something, ultimately, at the end of the day, you can't assume there to be. You know what I mean? An answer. There's no resolution. That at that point, you have to have the discussion. Yeah. So, and expectations are motherfuckers. And we can mm-hmm. even transition into that right there because one of the problems couples inevitably face. Another one is that you won't meet all of your relationship goals, and and that kind of leads to expectations. And one of the things that it says is, you know, all goals won't be met but some of those expectations may be exceeded. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in some areas, you know, she may not be able to cook work for damn, but she suck a mean dick. So what? Your expectations in sex are, are being met beyond what you would have needed, whereas, hell, you mean you haven't eaten a home-cooked
2: meal? I got know, a question. Since, <clears throat> since you once, left your mama house. Once, once, your, once your expectations are fulfilled, do you need anything that exceeds your expectations? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because your expectations are are determined by you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you set the level of what you say. Okay, if I get this, I'm good. So if you get the shit that has you, I'm good. My mm-hmm. point is, is the stuff that you get above and beyond that more valuable than not getting something else in the kind of. That's kind a of good, that's actually a good
0: point
1: I, though. I, and I think the answer to that is yes, you do. It, and maybe this is an oversimplification as far as an example goes, but if you take your car and you get a basic wash, it come on and say, hey, we waxed it. You, you know what I'm saying? Moisturize your leather, clean your windows, et cetera, et cetera. You, they went beyond your expectations, but you definitely appreciate it, enjoy it, and and now you're happier with this vendor. Maybe you're coming back now because they
2: hooked you up. You, you missed a part what? of my statement though because the other part of my statement was is that is having that more important or more valuable than having what you your you kind of baseline requirements and needs in some other in category other where you're getting nothing, yeah. right? Because my point is, I'm getting my I'm meeting my expectations that I set for myself in this in this round. So going from a, an eight to a ten is great, yeah. but I was cool with an eight down here. <laughs> I expected to be at a five or a yeah. six, and you gave and me a not, one, and I'm not getting yeah, and I'm not getting shit, or I'm getting yeah. a one. I much rather take that goddamn effort over here and shift it yeah. for me. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Reallocation at its best. And, and and that that's when you start really breaking down whether you should be with that person. <laughs> yeah, you start you start, start questioning they, a lot of things. Yeah, You're because realistically, c- could you live without it? That's the question you that gotta ask question. yourself. Because sometimes we place expectations in places that really don't require them. And we place them at a level far above what we really need, and they're more what we want. One of the things it said is keep your expectations as wants and not needs. And I, and to me, what that says is, if your expectations are wants, then you can kind of live with it not being to the perfect level that you wanted. Whereas if you place them as needs, anything short of that, and I, and that shit spoke to enough. me, because I know for a fact that I've had expectations where they felt like needs. So if I didn't get the lingerie on a Saturday would you know what I'm saying, some... Some special type head and shit. Special that was a necessity. Yeah, because I don't want that Tuesday head ho. No. I want you to do the tricks. I want you to take your time. I want you to be ready to be down there and shit. Didn't I want you to that grab anytime? that pillow. No, nah, come on. She going when she put the uh, her head on the ponytail and put a pillow on the floor because she knows she's gonna be down there for a while. You getting that on a random Tuesday. Sure, some Tuesdays, but that's not a typical Tuesday.
2: Okay. Okay, I mean, thank you,
1: you. Come on. You making some stuff. Yeah, I mean, from you know, some niggas, I guess service. that's true. Yeah, most of us. Most niggas don't come at me like that, man. You know what I'm saying? But but I, I, I
0: do li- I do like that thought process in regards to if you turn it as wants, then if you don't get it, you don't feel a certain way. Let me just tell you. But if you have to do that across the board, yeah, I guarantee you, you're settling. Then you, yeah, you're settling.
1: None of this has nothing to do with it. But as far as the expectation of a woman being able to cook, how important is that to you? I like
0: to eat. I know. Um, so, dang, don't do me like that, though. Um, but what I will say is, I also like to cook. What I don't want to do is, I don't
1: want to be the main cook all the day. That's time. what I'm asking. So, so what, if, what, to what extent, how important is that? Yeah, nigga, I'm saying she can't cook. She's not.
2: I, I need that. You need that. On then the of then of I'm going to need that on too. On a scale of one to 10, like, as far as important goes, that's like a seven or eight. Yeah.
0: yeah. There's something sexy about Period. it, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I cook and all that stuff. and I, I do all that. Yeah. But I want her to cook. It'd be nice for sure.
1: Me too. I know. I just it was random.
2: But all young niggas out there, you're not gonna get that growing up. You're not gonna get that when you get older, so learn how to cook. A lot of takeout, Uber Eats,
1: (laughs) and you know you need to learn your partner's love language, and I think that will help you with reaching your relationship goals and curb your expectations and make them more reasonable you know what I mean, for your partner. And when it comes to expectations, I just think that you got to be fair with what you expect and with what you give. And you got to be reflective in that way. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we can't place expectations all while not giving something to a certain extent and maybe in areas where they're looking at. You
2: know what I mean? Let me ask you a question. Two people in a relationship. <clears throat> Let's say we're talking... In, in, I'm, 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 I'm basing this off something you just said, but I don't think you meant it the way that I, that I heard it. So. Yeah. Let's say you have a, you have two people in a relationship, a man and a woman, and the man or the woman, whoever, one of the parties is significantly more attractive, not just in general, but to other people yeah. than the other person is. And people would say, one of you folks is, is really wanting and dating up and one of y'all is dating down. Mm-hmm. Based on, quote unquote, what the attractive party is bringing to the relationship, should the expectations of that person be greater and, and, and carry more weight based on their, what they're bringing to a relationship or no, once you're in that relationship, you're equal. and it shouldn't matter if somebody else finds you more attractive, if you're the, the rich person in the group or the, the, the cute person in a relationship, whatever that is.
1: I think there's two answers. There's the answer that says no, it doesn't matter. It, you carry the relationship the same. That's what the public eye should always see, <laughs> but I think <laughs> between you and that person, yeah. they should know. Like,
2: no, I know I
1: gotta, you know, suck your toes because I ain't as cute as yeah. you are. You know what I mean? Like, I know I gotta do a little extra in the bedroom, or you know, bring it in here, take care of you, find it. You, 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 mm-hmm. you like when sugar mama buy you some new shoes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I know I gotta sweeten the pot in other ways. So yeah, compensate. I, To answer that question, I
0: think there could be some dysfunction as well, because if one person is significantly more attracted to a larger base, that's going to create some insecurity. in the other partner as well, that could essentially start to cripple your relationship because, you know, once someone starts to feel unstable, in some way, shape, or form, uh, and start getting those insecurities. They play out in a real nasty way in the you, relationship. You could also
1: use it to control them in a beautiful way. You if could you, too. If you're a mastermind, yeah. yeah. If you're if you're a little bit of a manipulator, you could definitely get mm-hmm. them. Yeah. What <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> this one to me? I mean, if you ever been to a long term relationship, then you know that the sex isn't going to always be hot. <sighs> It's not going to always be great. Sometimes it just feels like you're just doing it. You ever been in that? I think, I every, think everyone goes in a routine, yeah? Yeah.
2: No, you know, I standard. hate that. I yeah. hate that. Yeah.
1: Even when you're doing it, you're like, why? I and mean, when you finish, you you feel like, man, I really could have did, yeah, <laughs> you know. did anything else.
2: Yeah, I could have got a popsicle. instead. I could have done anything else with this.
0: I mean, routines are the death of success, man. That's just the reality of it. But you also have to understand that we all get in the ruts in so many different aspects of our life, the the main point is realizing and having some self-awareness that that's where you are and just saying, hey, listen, we got to do something different. And if she or he is really like, yeah, I agree with you. Let's turn it up. And you guys start going in a different direction. That's good. But when you have that conversation and we and we've all been there and shit still happens... That's when resentment starts to take place. And you're almost like, man, shit, man, someone out here want me.
1: Yeah, somebody going to get this dick. Yeah, someone out mm-hmm. here want me. Evidently, me you don't. And and being busy and having disconnected schedules, that can always contribute to it. And, and what happens is sex ends up being put on a back burner. So it's almost not intentionally, you know, you had a long day. You had a meeting. You got late. They had to cover, handle this with the kids. Da, da da da. Laundry. So by the time they laid down, and, and I've been guilty of this myself, she's had a long day. She's laying down at eight thirty nine, finally, and I'm over here like, damn. So she can't suck in off off tonight, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. goddamn, bitch. Yeah, it's you one side. It's a one side. And it's a one side of view. So it, it, it's not necessary that they don't intend that they intend to do it. It's just more that it's being put on the background.
0: I just wish in that situation that they realized that they did you wrong that day and then... But did they? And make it up to I mean, in a sense, if you out there looking at her like, dang, with your dick in your hand, like, man, so you really just gonna go to sleep right now? And she's like, listen, baby, I'm just really tired. Please. Because there's
1: different sets of responsibilities in a relationship that we talked about earlier. The the sexual partner and the, the parenting partner. So she's played her role to such an extent, like... How can you be? Angry? Why should you? You you said it, Des. Should she have to make it up to you when all she did was ha- hold the house down? Like, why should she have to make it? Because now you're holding her to a different expectation. That through all of that, and I want that right then.
0: Again, it depends on the frequency and and if if that turned into a routine. Yeah. And if that exactly. turned into a routine, exactly. then we have a bigger problem. I think sex is typically on every man a man's top three things. So as a woman, wouldn't think you think about top. making that a priority? I think it's the top. And, and if it what sex, you know. think it's top three for sure, right? Maybe top two yeah, every day.
1: Yeah, maybe number for two for you every it day. might definitely be number one. Yeah, for you, it's not every number day number one, but every day I can always say it's in a, a strong race for second. <laughs> so every
0: that's day. fair though. But if, if some if you know that about a man. How could you fall into that death trap of not handling that? Because they're a woman. And not addressing that. That should be one of the main focal points of that can't be a want. That has to be a need um, if you're going to be in a relationship. And a woman needs to understand that is a need. You could scratch that off of the guessing game of which one is wants, which one is needs. Trust me, that's a need. But
2: then, it's, I think it's the same reason, and not to go, if that's an, I don't know if this is the topic or not, but it's the same reason that. People gain weight in a relationship. People stop doing what the fuck that they did to get you because they get comfortable. Hmm. And then there are no consequences for the comfort- comfortableness that they're allowed to impact their behavior and their actions. What right. happened if we put some
0: consequences on there? What would that look like?
2: Bitches, act right.
0: sexual slavery. That's
2: tough. I mean, that's, that's what tough. it would sound like. I think man. that's a felony, but yeah, I, mean, uh, I
1: believe it is. I yeah, mean, that's the, you, you, you get five con- to seven for that. Come yeah. on.
2: Get out of here. Yeah, I think I think I think people would act different. I mean, but here's the thing. Most human beings, most creatures don't move without there being some consequence for inaction. So, Isn't
0: that the reason why law exists and police officers to reinforce, to ensure that, hey, you know that there's a consequence. You go in here and you rob this store and there's a chance
2: that you're going to get caught. Imagine this world if there were no consequences. Oh, my God. Sodom and Gomorrah. Work. Work for what? I'm like I ain't got nobody to fucking pay because you ain't gonna yeah. do shit if I don't pay. So all everything becomes meaningless. So know, is that-
1: no, no one me no in that world. Yeah, <laughs> no that for a fact. Too. No one mean no.
2: So that's what happens in these relationships, yeah. man. Bitches get comfortable,
1: man. And, and intimacy is important. And one of the things the article said is to make time to touch, even if it doesn't lead to sex. And I thought that was interesting. Holding hands, cuddling, things like that you know, creating yeah. that type of intimacy. It's important. And and yeah, it may not pay off that night, fellas, but think about that Tuesday where you have to hold her and that Wednesday you had to rub her feet. On Thursday, she's going to swallow your kids.
2: No, or you just fucking rub her feet because she's somebody you care about and you're not exactly. doing it in, in anticipation of some goddamn payout. That's true, right? very true. Very
1: true. <laughs> queer, a relationship isn't quid pro quo. But I know that often, come on, Des, you get into it and you're, you've been in a long-term relationship, it starts to feel like I need this. I need what I need in order to keep going, too. You know, fuel for your car. You you, you can't put it in when you want to. It's when I, it needs it,
2: I, if that I, makes this, sense. It didn't to me, but all I'm going to say is I don't, I don't like, give massages to my significant other or rub feet for, oh, any, yeah. for any other yeah. reason other than that. So if I need something in my relationship, any relationship I've ever been in. I'm confrontational. I'm like, yeah. hey, I need this. That I'm you not getting this. It, yeah. And so, if you if you care about making me happy, then you'll address it. Yeah. And you know, if you don't, then you won't. And like, I guess
1: I didn't mean it from that creepy standpoint, but from more the perspective of putting her needs first and yours on the back burner, knowing that it'll all pan out and happen when it should. And to, I mean?
0: and to and to Des's point, I think I agree in regards to the fact that you should do things without the thought of a payout. What I will say is if you're, if you're doing all these things, you're extremely thoughtful, you're always doing some form of acts of service and, and you're being really consistent with that and you feel like you're getting shit in return, yeah, you're not doing it for a payout, but eventually you're feeling like, dang, do you even give a damn about me? And so it, it shouldn't ever be one side. And I think that needs to be like the biggest rule of thumb. It's all about balance and equality in some way, shape or form. If you don't have balance, any type of imbalance is going to create
1: friction and I think that's what's that we got to handle right now. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that your partner won't let go of their bad habits. and I thought this one was very very interesting as well because this is where love plays in mind, especially in marriage or really any long-term relationship without marriage if you're committed, you have to let that love kind of take lead on this because, you know, I've been in relationships where a woman, where she had to have her doors closed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, the bed had to be spread a certain way. You know what I mean? You see, hear women all the time said the toilet seat needs to be left down. So, like, do you leave someone? Do you make an issue of that when you know that person isn't doing those things? You know what I mean? Or do you just accept their habits and love through it and just adjust your life around being okay with that?
2: No, do you think, does? I think it depends on what you can and can't do with. Right? And what's yeah. important to you. Yeah. So, like, I can't pretend to care about some shit that I really don't for some specified amount of time because, ultimately, I'm going to stop giving a fuck and I'm going to do what the hell I want to do and it's going to cause, to Jen's point earlier, freshening in a relationship. When you're going to relationships, and obviously, folks, we're talking ideal situations, mm-hmm. but when you're seeking a significant other, you shouldn't settle and you should make compromises. And I know it sounds like kind of cliche stuff, but the reason for that is not some pie in the sky reason. It's because when you choose properly, and you don't settle and you really put put forth into the forefront what's important to your relationship. And you and you scout, for lack of a better term, someone for someone who, who, who personifies those requirements for you, you make that subsequent relationship so much easier to, to, to exist in and, to, and to, to to be a part of. When you don't do that and you take the first cute motherfucker who danced with you in the club, you you setting yourself up for a whole heap Just of cause trouble.
1: Just because he bought you a drink. And
2: and, and, and one of the things
0: bad. that... That nigga like Dante. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the things we got to realize too is the fact that when we get in a relationship with someone, it doesn't matter what status you're in. and If you want to be with that person, you're going to have to deal with some shit. I mean, it's as simple as that. And if you're going to accept them and you want to be with them, you got to accept some of their flaws. And it doesn't matter if they just, they clip toenails and they leave it in the sink or something, or they leave it all over the floor, or hair is clogged up in, in the drain and you freaking hate that. It's one of those things that you can address and talk to them about. That's a bad habit. One of the things I can't stand is to hear people brush their teeth. It's like nails on a chalkboard. So, but if you know that I don't like that shit, then don't brush your teeth.
2: Completely. Don't don't, don't brush, brush your, your teeth, teeth in front of me.
0: Like that's just as simple Will as that. How, how do you avoid not brushing your teeth? You could go to the other bathroom. God what if you're in damn. a hotel room? I'm gonna st- I'm gonna step out.
2: Are you
1: serious? I'm kidding. I'll step out. Jesus
0: God. I'll step out. I can't stand that that sound. Are you I, can't. I can't. How?
1: How? You never. Had, you had this your entire life. Yeah, I've had this my entire. life. How did life. you function in our house, then, nigga? <laughs> I, you notice I went in the bathroom when you were brushing teeth. Because if you ever heard me brush my teeth, I'm, I'm lying. You aggressive shit.
2: too. Like you gotta be. Gums are, good. The the gums same. are bleeding. No,
1: they're not bleeding. <laughs> no, they're you, you, know, you, you, you got then something else? You got gingivitis. Every nigga puts his whole
2: mouth smooth.
1: That's right, not a come on.
2: That's not.
1: You, I tell my kids all the time that they end up brushing. They look like they dancing It's that's not a real brush. Nigga. Right, you not working. Yeah, you're
2: not putting in no work. Nah. There's
1: no pressure being applied to that. that that's point.
2: the nigga in the gym curling ten pounds. You know what he what come, you He came the here to be yeah. seen. He didn't come here to work. No,
1: seriously. Yeah, that's how you get them butter teeth. <laughs> I can't believe it's not butter ass teeth. <laughs> oh, I
2: remember oh, that. You scraped the you oh, scrape oh, the cream oh, off the top.
1: yeah oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, it is. yeah.
2: We gotta Shout out to stop all that. my butter creams out there. Oh
0: man. And they uh, leave it on there, too. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know if Protection it comes off easy at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, money will come between you and your spouse. Nunca.
2: You can't. You can't. You can't let money come between But your in spouse. that way, just basically load.
1: that you will have it. financial issues. And I th- thought about maybe if you're rich, you wouldn't. But I think even if you have money. I think ultimately you'll disagree on how you want to spend
2: it. I think the question is to what extent are you saying that if you're in a relationship, somebody to the point where your finances, where you guys have, uh, have a right to have an opinion on how the finances have been spent, then obviously you're, you're, you're at a kind of a non casual relationship. And my point is, is that if, if it happens a hundred times and you disagree two or three times, well, yeah, technically there's going to be times you disagree. I think the frequencies, if you're disagreeing more often is not than not, or just as much as you agree, I think you have a problem. right? Yeah, and
0: I agree with that. But if we sit here and think about those individuals who um, are not completely financially stable and they're in situations where it's hard to pay the bills, the lights be coming off every other month, that type of financial struggle does create issues within the relationship. You're almost like, why am I with this broke You know what I'm saying? Or, oh, Oh, because I'm why am I with this chick that ain't bringing anything to the table? It's, it creates that frustration because you're like, why am I here right now? Why, why are these things happening? And it's you. And so you start to point fingers at each other because you guys are going through a struggle. That's why they say poor people have more fights over financial
1: struggles. It says financial stress is the leading cause of depression in men. I can see why men
2: though. I think that's some self-imposed shit. So two things. I want to speak to what Jen said. Both my parents were poor when we were growing up, and I remember them fighting over money. I remember mine do. So, so, but my point is, is that clearly this shit is not, it's, it's not static because you do and I don't. So I, I don't think that every poor person system, in situation is like, why am I with this broke nigga? I don't think people, I, I don't think that. I think people, they fuck with who they fuck with, they marry who they married, in a relationship with the person they want to be in a relationship with. And if you're in a good relationship, y'all striving to some better shit together. Yeah. So it's not what this motherfucker's doing for me or what I'm doing for this motherfucker. It's like, what are we doing for ourselves? The second thing is, with regards to, um, what was the second point? Somebody just made, you just said something, what did you just say again? I had just said that, Talked about the... Financial stress stress being the number one. Yeah, but but here's the thing. I think that's self-imposed. And Jeezy, I'd like to hear your opinion on this. I think people put an expectation on themselves. I don't think society puts an expectation on people. Here's the thing. I got kids. My definition of my kids being successful, me being a successful parent is, when my kids get older, they're able to take care of themselves. It's not that my son's in a fucking NFL or they're millionaires. It's that they're able to take care of themselves and, and to enjoy their lives. So I think if you're a person... That, that that puts emphasis on having the biggest house and the nicest car. Yeah. yeah, that's just stressful as fuck. But if you nigga, that's like, look, I just want a place over my head, maybe an extra bedroom for my kids. I want a car that gets me from A to B with a fucking navigation in it, mm-hmm. and I want to go on a vacation or two a year. I think you're
1: perfectly correct that it's the expectation you place on yourself because every man has in his mind what he hopes to accomplish, maybe what he wants ultimately versus what he wishes, or maybe with with what he'll even settle with in the end. You're To your point, you definitely put that on your own heart, on your own mind, and only that will depress you. What depresses one person won't depress another, and you hear that. You hear someone says they're depressed for this and kind the of reason. You can't even fathom it because that's not something that would ever take you to that level. So it's definitely self-inflicted based on those expectations or the disappointment maybe you're feeling in your own life. So when I, But when I think about a relationship, the, the reason why people get in
0: a relationship is to create some form of synergy. And when you're talking about synergy, it is mutually beneficial for both people. And the reason you're getting in it, is, whether it's pooling resources or whatever, or a shared vision, that's kind of what you're going for. But if you have this expectation or this shared vision and shit is going wrong and it's financially driven, it creates a Fork in the road between two people sometimes, especially when I I feel like we should be here, and we're not here. Why are we going through this, this and that? Yeah, you're and with you with the wrong person, and you're starting to point fingers. But,
2: but I think it I think it depends on where the financial issues are coming from. Okay, For you, so I agreed on most of what you said up until. Okay, side. if if your goal is with this other person is to have a a, a resort or to have a business, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason that the funds aren't going well is because the the, the bank is acting up or the marketing company isn't doing what they're supposed to do. And there is some, you guys can look at each other and say, we need to fix that issue. I think that's different than this motherfucker is blowing money that we don't have to spend or he's irresponsible and we're not getting things paid on time and our credit is fucking up with the business. So... I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I think it depends. I think it depends on the the source of the of the financial. It's situational. And to that point,
1: you said something earlier about uh, you know even our parents arguing about money. I don't think it was arguing about money. I think it was about struggling when you didn't have it, because you know there are a lot of things that went into that. Our mother's illness losing her job, being unable to, unable to work. So everything falling on one salary. So it's a different thing to argue about money and where are you making enough, where it's coming from, et cetera, versus, hey, we're adjusting to a life-altering, you know what I'm saying, a, a situation here to where now it is on one income and there is no help anywhere else. So, so it's more of a struggle than it is, you know what I mean? So how
0: about we focus on the the main thing? And the main thing is stress, Whatever is causing that stress. Financial of fi- any kind. Of Oops. any kind. Whatever is causing that stress can be a problem in the relationship. It, that's why it's called stress. And when you're stressed, you're not happy. When you're stressed, you, it, it affects you emotionally, mentally, physically, all those things. And when it takes a toll on you, it will take a toll on the relationship. At least that's the way I yeah. see it.
1: Because that's, that's the basis of stress. It definitely can. It definitely can. And then also some of that plays into what matters to you. You know, some people are very financially motivated and money matters to you. So you said that earlier, Des, if you are a more simpler person and, you know, money you chasing it, so you'll probably be happier in a different situation. So it really, it's levels to it. If you, you foresee this situation here where you're going to be living in, like you said, the Bima, the, the, the Benz or whatever, it's just things you got to do, so you're just with the wrong person. And and you you tell me if I'm wrong with this though, but I mean even if
0: you have that high paying job, there's stresses that come with that. So, and when and those stresses can also start to trickle down and have effects in the relationship too. And I so I honestly I do think the premise is really around the you know, how do you reduce stress in your relationship? Cuz it doesn't matter if you're someone who's comfortable with living at this mean or you're someone who's comfortable living at a, a much higher level if if there's stress involved I think that's what you need to attack
2: yeah I mean look stress is a derailer in any situation mm-hmm. right like like it, it can it throws a monkey wrench into the process what I'll say about with work and stuff like that is once again it, it, it may be because I oversimplify things but I'm a simple dude here's the thing when I leave work and, and my wife can tell you that when I leave work I don't talk about I don't really talk about work like I, and, and, and that just might just be a me thing But I feel like I get up in the morning and from the time I get up, I'm getting text messages, I'm getting phone calls, emails are coming in. I'm dealing with that all day. I get a specified amount of hours to myself and to my family once I, quote unquote, leave work. And I value that very, very much. And so when I'm relaxing with some wine or I'm hanging out, I don't, even if there's something going on, I I might think to myself how to do it. And if there's something I need to bounce off my significant other, by all means, I think that's important for you to have to be able to do that. But when all possible, I like to talk about all the other shit that doesn't have to do at work because me too. I, I, that's a I'm, good way. I and mean, I'm getting off on a tangent yeah. here, but like I hate, like I hate defining. I don't like when people do it, and I don't define myself by my job. I have a great job. I have a, I have a quote unquote high title, make great money, and that's not how I define myself. That's a means of existing in this world that that's places all that value is. on money. That is all that if, it is. At any point. You could, I could get shit, the, the, the fucking economy failed, and you had to get shit through like fucking goodwill and trade and work for work and shit. I would much prefer that than it was shit to do now because I work with a bunch of, I, I work with some interesting people.
1: Mm. So.
0: I like how you cleaned that you up. Know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Last but definitely not least is that monogamy will prove to be a challenge. Mm. Mm. Staying faithful is hard work. And you will ultimately be attracted to other people, and I think that goes for both sexes. Facts, absolutely. Um, often they say in marriage, you you start wondering, even in a, in a relationship, ah, did you make the right choice by being with one person? Have you ever had that? Has that ever crossed your mind? Oh. Um, definitely by not by the person not saying nothing about the person yeah. but the marriage itself
2: No, nah, not for me. For relationships maybe I have. I think I think you got to be you you got to be real fucking certain if you if you propose to someone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So for me I, I didn't take that lightly. I didn't I didn't see a bunch of red flags and say, "Ah, I can I can fix those. I can make it work." Like if I would have saw red flags, I would have been like, Agreed. at the very least, we need to date a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have moved forward if there were any red flags to me. So I don't think the marriage thing is really uber complicated from that standpoint, yeah. at least for me.
0: I think my my piece on this is there's a pitfall that you fall into as we as we're sitting here talking about. Uh, I know we opened it up talking about, hey, am I getting everything I want and need and all that type of stuff. The issue is when we start as men and or women, start to feel as if we're not getting what we need in our current relationship and then we seek it elsewhere. And, and oh, this person this person doesn't do this, but this person does that and she's cute and, and she's fine and all that type of stuff. And then your mind starts wandering in that direction. I think a lot of that uh, can be mitigated simply by communicating. And in that communication, that gives everyone a fair chance to make the appropriate adjustments to to try to make that person happy or try to quench some of their concerns. And that is, I think, the best way to ensure that you're monogamous in your relationship. And if that person comes to you and everything falls on deaf ears, you're essentially pushing that person outward. And it's wrong any way you put it. I mean, any type of cheating, it's a cowardice approach. But the, the point
1: is, that can be a catalyst. You know, I, I think that temptation, the temptation to cheat physically is there for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I do think that you can control whether or not your partner is tempted to cheat emotionally. Because mm-hmm. to me, emotionally is more what you're not doing and what, how you're not listening, and and you know, giving them, giving that person what they need, and that's ultimately what leads to that emotional infidelity. Because hell, you know, the other person has to listen in order to accomplish it.
2: I think you're right. I think so you're
1: right. I think it's easy to, and and the funny part is too, it's not, again, it's not easy to keep your partner from cheating physically, but you can damn sure assist by keeping yourself up, keeping yourself looking good. And by that, they should be able to look at you and see a very good version of the person that they first met that led to that, that started this initial at least attraction. The phys-
0: at least the physicality of it as well. Like, I mean, if, if if you're giving him all that he needs sexually as well, I think that's a big deterrent from even having to go elsewhere physically too. Not even, yeah. you know... No, I don't well want to well. know
1: at least. I think you need that visual. And I think we're, mm. as men, we are visual creatures and it's well known, well documented and it's a part of the choosing process. You know, what we see and it's not just what we know we can get. Yeah, your dick responds because you know her. You She knows your body. She She's going to get it to respond accordingly. But however, you have to be able to see her and get that same feeling to me and that's what's going to help contribute from both fronts, really. One doesn't exist without the other. Without either, there will be no success. So I think you're and definitely... I, and
0: it. I and I agree with you. What's strange is, I don't know. I don't know how y'all feel, but what's strange for me is like, I don't necessarily feel that the physical nature of someone is going to immediately turn me off and, he- and have me looking in another direction. I guess I just don't, hold the same weight, no pun intended, on that. Um, but I know others would, right? Yeah. You know, I like them thicker. So I like them thicker than a snicker. So for me,
1: it's it might not be the same. So you're you're okay with weight gain entire, in, in any level as long as they're taking care of your needs sexually?
0: I don't think anyone wants a precious bitch. I mean, like, that's... You like to feed them, though. Oh, I love to see a woman eat. That's a fetish of mine, actually to fatten yeah. them up no not to fatten them up yeah. but to just to watch a woman mm-hmm. eat what do you think you the you're manipulating these huh? women
1: what do you think the consequence of watching them eat is yeah. I mean if, feed if, them they, you want three, three a waffles bigger. or four
2: baby girl what you want <laughs> That's, that's, a a lot lot waffle, so. a, that's a lot of waffles. That nigga, that nigga on a mission. He's on the a mission. He's going to be successful.
0: Wait is prosperity in many countries. It is. It not is. this one, though. Is. They, want, they want a
2: poor bitch here. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> Poorest bitch possible. You know what the funny thing is? I'm surprised we didn't talk about communication being one of the um, major things that will be a problem in your relationship.
2: Yeah, that's primary one you what you think does that's primary i mean you, you gotta you, and i think gz touched on it, it maybe to a specific extent. we talked about love language but i think i think the in a larger scope you have to understand how the other person receives receives information processes information deals with information because i think if you're looking if you're with somebody who needs time to process and really understand maybe a conversational situation that transpired. And you're looking for an immediate kind of feedback Mm -hmm. that could, that could cause some friction in that relationship that is simply because of a misunderstanding. And so I I think it's important for you to understand how, how individuals react to stimulus and and, and stuff and and, how they communicate
1: specifically so that you're in the know and can be prepared. Because what you just said stood out to me, if you need a bit more time and you're, you're the type to, you know, chop it up a day or so later, Uh I know I need to be prepared for that because I may need to talk about it right now. Right. And if if you can't wait, and I think there's ways to compromise, and some people can, but some people may find that that's not something that they can deal with. I cannot oh, right. be put to put on hold and wait to I don't do well something. with that stuff either. So I, you got to find, I you got to know like what that. you want and what you can deal with. And it's so funny in life what you can deal with today and what you can't deal with in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. something you may, oh, you know, I can deal with that. That's nothing. But in 5, 10 years, you know what? That's, that's not for me. And that's a tough spot to put any person in because mm-hmm. you've accepted it, you know what I mean, for so long. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. You know, the other part is, man,
0: it's how receptive that person is to the communication, too. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, a, if your partner feels like they can't even holler at you because they're in fear of an emotional response or the snapback, or some passive aggressive approach, or the fact that you're going to judge them, or whatever the case may be, they're going to stop talking to you. And as soon as that well dries up, man, you might as well close that motherfucker down. Because the reality is, no one's going to you. No one's going to talk. And when you don't talk, that's when the emotional cheating could happen too. Or you just dissolve the relationship because at the end of the day, it's not working. Uh, so communication is. That's why I believe in that that best friend feel. Like That's why I feel like people need to be friends first before they go yeah. into relationships. Because that communication shit is vital. love of And that's where it mm-hmm. comes I'll from. Homie love a
1: friends. And that's where it comes from. Well, yeah. you know, that's all it comes down to, really. You got to face these problems. They're inevitable. You're not going to avoid them. Just be prepared for them so you can handle them accordingly.
2: Have an open mind.
1: You know, and definitely don't argue. I always say I never argue over money simplify shit as much as possible when possible and um, know your strengths and your weaknesses so you can work around I,
0: And And I would say the love language thing and I know we didn't touch on it a lot but it's good to know those things because if you sit here and your woman or your man really wants acts, of, different acts of service and all you doing is showering them with gifts and that shit don't really matter to them then you're missing the mark and you're gonna feel like you're being effective and you really ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Pay, pay attention. So you gotta pay attention to some of these things. And and the only way you're gonna get that information is if you talk.
2: You know what I mean? That's what it is. This brunch with the boys, where they gonna find us at?
0: IG. Instagram, Facebook, everywhere, YouTube, we're on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, and so what episodes
2: weekly, y'all. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah coffee and brunch we can have a conversations over coffee and brunch ha.